Welcome back to another episode of the Lads Podcast. Uh, on this episode, me and AJ are going to talk about some of the new head coaches in the NFL, as well as the Super Bowl that happened this past Sunday. But without further ado, AJ, what's up? How's it going, man? Chilling, chilling. It's pretty big news over the last few weeks, last few days. Crazy stuff. The Rams, which I kind of thought they would win. But yes, what was your initial take on the Super Bowl? Um, I actually thought it was pretty good. A lot of people that I've been talking to actually didn't think it was too good. Um, As I mean, in the game itself? or Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, Whenever you have a game-winning drive in a Super Bowl with a minute left, it's usually a pretty good game in my opinion. Um, I liked both I liked both teams. The refs had a couple mistakes, um, but that's always going to be, I guess, bigger mistakes in a bigger game, biggest game of the year. So it's going to look pretty bad on them. But other than that, I thought the refs did well. Um, both teams played pretty well. Uh, both stuck to their game plan, kind of, in my opinion. Um, that's how they got there. And, yeah, uh, I had the Rams one in. Mm-hmm. Um, won $300 off it. So solid night for me. There you go. I mean, for me, the one thing that really stood out, I mean, this isn't really – well, it is part of the game, but kind of. Until that last flurry of flags towards the end, I think we had maybe one or two like penalties the entire through three quarters, mm-hmm. and the game just kind of flowed. And it was like, oh, this is so nice. Just That's no what I thought too. Really, and it was just like, why can't every single game be like this? I also so, thought the same thing. Um, do, you, do you think that was the teams playing cleaner, or the NFL kind of emphasizing let the boys play it out? For I mean, let the, I mean. I think the I think the refs decided let the boys play it out in the biggest game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did miss that big call that first play of the second half with that uh, seventy-five yard touchdown. It was the T Higgins. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I did I did it I did enjoy the the let it play out calls and um, it did make the game seem go quicker, fl- flow better as you said and. Um, I also enjoyed the Super Bowl this year, or Super Bowl halftime. Mm. Yep, halftime show was pretty good. Um, but I think what was just super nice about the game was that, like you said, you have Matthew Stafford leading the team down for a game-winning drive, and then Joe Burrow with the chance to do the same. I mean, it wasn't a blowout, but it wasn't like Tom Brady coming back from 25 points. But I still think overall, like, I don't know how the Bengals – just were in this game and you can kind of say that for the entire for the entire playoffs they kind of just somehow were in the game and i had no idea how it was just like they, they massive won, play they definitely won the turnover battle um i i think that's the main reason they were in this game and then you can point at the obj injury in my opinion as turning the game around too but mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's fair i mean I think the Rams, they just got to figure out their cap position this year, who they want to sign and everything. Bengals, the future is bright. They just got to figure out their own line. But um, with that, let's move to the exact opposite of the spectrum in the NFL, where the teams that didn't do so well hired new coaches. AJ, we have, as of right now, seven new head coaches. So I want to play a game with you where you have three choices. You either hate, 
you find it meh or you love the hiring so i will run down these names and the teams that the new names are and you have those options you ready yes all right so number one kevin o'connell the new head coach for the minnesota vikings um hmm meh just because i don't really know anything about him okay i can't i can't hate on him um because that I mean, he's been McVay's guy, I guess, for how long now? How long has he been the offense coordinator for the Rams? Um, he was since 2020. So, um, I mean, if he can bring what even just McVay brought to Las Vegas, it's going to be a good hire. I just don't know enough about him to give him a good review or a bad review. So I'm just going to go meh. Okay. Thoughts yeah. On- I think kind of with that list, it's a good mix. We have a bunch of new candidates and like half old names, half old names, half new names. So with the next one, another new name that is relatively unaware, um, Matt Eberfluss. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but uh, maybe. Yeah, that's probably it. Nonetheless, the new coach for the Chicago Bears. Um, I'm gonna go thumbs down on the hire just for the organization itself just because I feel like they should have brought in an offensive guy to help develop uh Justin Fields I mean he might be able to do that but Mm -hmm. I know his background is a defensive guy he was the defense coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts uh he might be able to find someone to do that but I I feel they should have gone in the offensive side of the ball with this Mm -hmm. hire Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I agree especially after the Matt Nagy whole spiel it's kind of like they were really stuck in the mud when it came offensively and especially when you have a young quarterback that you think is going to be your future you definitely want to give them a chance I mean you see that happening with um, the Dolphins new coach Mike McDaniel but we'll get to that as well where he's kind of the organization is kind of going all in on Tua and with this Chicago hire I just feel like it's not really the best of things that could happen for Justin Fields in his career. But moving on to a rather, um, yeah, I feel like most people would know this name, is Brian Dayball, who obviously the whole drama surrounding this situation, but how is he? A, how good of a hire do you like this, AJ, for the Giants? And the, and the, what were your rankings? It was uh, good, meh, bad? Yeah, something like I'll that. I'll go good with this because mm-hmm. – um, he was the main guy that developed Josh Allen into who he is. I know Josh Allen had a lot to do with it with himself. He went from one of the worst passer passing accuracy quarterbacks to one of the best. Um, he's all talent and everything, but I, you got to give Dayball credit on this. And as a Giants fan and a Giants organization, I'd be stoked to see what he could do with Daniel Jones. I know Daniel Jones has had some struggling times the past three years. He's been there. He's been hurt turnovers. So I think this is a good hire, and um, we'll see what he does with Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, I think what's also interesting is going to be how he utilizes Saquon, because I feel like Saquon, obviously, with all the injuries, was arguably the greatest running back prospect. Oh, one of the greatest running back prospects to come out of college. Just to see his career kind of be married with terrible coaching and just injuries, it's kind of sad. So I really hope that Brian Dayball can – turn his career it'll be be interesting to see what happens this year if daniel jones has a bad year i wonder if 
they go in a different direction. But that's for another podcast, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting first year for Brian Dable. He's gonna need to find a lot of answers within just one year. Mm-hmm. But initially, a thumbs up higher. I can agree with that. Um, next, we have the little-known Nathaniel Hackett, the new head coach for the Denver Broncos. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go good higher on the basis that he has a chance to bring Aaron Rodgers to Denver, and I think this is uh, maybe the full reason, or not the full reason, maybe half the reason that he was hired as the head coach, thinking that that he might be able to recruit Aaron Rodgers to go to Denver, okay. and he and he's pretty young. I'll give him that. He's He's a young offensive guy, so I, I do like the hire. Um, Denver's missing one quarterback from being a really good team. Uh, I know they're in a tough di- division, but I think they're one quarterback away from being really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, reports lately were that Green Bay were obviously all in on Aaron Rodgers, but I, Aaron really has the decision for this, so we'll see what he decides to do. I mean, it's just if he decides to go to the AFC, I don't know how good of a – idea that is i feel like the nfc has worse quarterbacks because if you're gonna have to duel with patrick mahomes and josh allen i mean joe burrow joe burrow with what he just justin did, herbert in exactly. your own division yeah Derek so. Carr in your own division i mean yeah i don't i i i would think the afc's not but who knows the the denver broncos could be right there if they get aaron Rodgers. though that's the thing right yeah well, we'll have to see. I don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers really thinks about that, to be honest. But yeah, we'll see. I'm. I wonder if he just wants to get out of Green Bay. But we'll figure. My dream it. landing spot for him is San Francisco, but that's that again is also mm. for another podcast. Yeah, that is that would be an ideal hire. Um, next, let me head to Doug Peterson, head coach, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um. I, I don't know how I feel, so I'm going to give this a moi, a moi, I guess. I, how do you say moi? Meh. 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 There we go. There um, go. Yeah, so from we, – we obviously know Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl uh, winning head coach. His time in Philly came to a quick end right after, so that's what kind of concerns me. But it's going to be interesting to see what he does with Trevor Lawrence. And um, – he knows how to win in the NFL. I think he knows what to do with quarterbacks. I would, I would kind of assume. I mean, he he had Carson Wentz playing at an MVP level, and we and now we're not even sure about Carson Wentz anymore. So, I'm gonna give it a meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty stable it's, hire. It's better than that Urban Meyer they had, so that's why it's not a bad hire, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that organization just needs some sort of stability. I mean, Trevor Lawrence didn't have the rookie year that everyone was hoping for. So we'll see if, I mean, Doug Peterson, like you said, Nick made Nick Foles win a title. So overall, I would say it's pretty positive for the organization itself, but it doesn't really excite me either. But I feel like for a a team, an organization that just lacks consistency, this is probably the right move. So I would tend to agree with that. Mm-hmm. So with the next one, this one was interesting to me, and I'll, I'll, yeah, I want to see your thoughts on this. Josh McDaniels to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think it's a good hire. Um, 
I'm gonna. I, I like. I like his style of play. I know he hasn't necessarily succeeded as a head coach before in Kansas City, um, but Las Vegas as a team is good. As we've seen, they made the playoffs with such dysfunction from last year, and we have to give credit to their interim coach uh, Versaccio. But um, yeah, I agree. I, Underrated. I, I don't. I don't know if he should have been rehired back. I. I. I would have. I wouldn't have minded him being hired back, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, high McDaniels gives them a coach that, that, that kind of knows what's happening. He's been under Bill Belichick for a while now. So he, he kind of understands what the do's and do nots are of being a head coach. And he has pretty good team that fought the follow up with that. So I, I'd give it a good hire just because I think he can, um, we, we all know Derek Carr's talent, and I, I think that offense is going to be very explosive next year. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the hire. I mean, he was kind of the head cog to make New England the way – he was a vital part the final few years of the Brady era as well as this year. I mean, kind of making the playbook for Mac Jones really short, getting the ball out of his hand fast, making it easy for him. So I think now with a better quarterback, he'll really be unable to he'll really be able to unleash the full playbook. So I think it's a good hire. I've always liked him. I love that the Dolphins won't have to play against him twice a year. <laughs> um, so I although I really he hasn't think, had that much success against the Dolphins lately, so that's true. But still, I mean, he, in my opinion, is an offensive genius. Um, so let's move on. So this one was kind of interesting. Or this one was very interesting. It was just, I don't even know how exactly or why, but Lovey Smith is, again, coaching in the NFL, AJ. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this a thumbs down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't really understand the hire either. Um, it's almost setting up to be what they did with their last head coach, just fail. Um because that organization's also in shambles right now. But yeah. I, I don't – the last time Levy, Levy coached in the NFL, he was with the Bucks. He didn't do anything important there. Um, I guess he can put a defensive scheme together. Um, I, don't, I, I don't really know what they're going to do on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think they know what they're going to do on the off, offensive side of the ball yet uh, with all this Deshaun Watson – stuff going on um mm-hmm. but i i you can't expect much from him right but this, no, you can't I mean, expect anything almost from the texans with this hire i honestly think it was a downgrade they should have just kept their head coach who yeah they kind of said we'll give you a massive amount of money for one year and then we'll move on from you i See, think that, that plan, also makes no sense to me i think their plan was to do to get brian flores eventually but now with everything happening that clearly made an impact now they kind of hired lovey smith but yeah i don't know the texans with this hire just seemed to lack continuity i mean i understand he was the defensive coordinator but i just can't get excited for something like this if i'm honest so with that being said we shall move on to our last one and for you and me, AJ, or you and I are most talked about and probably the coach that we would think would we would have the most insight now as it has been a few weeks, 
The Dolphins' new head coach, AJ? What are we saying? Um, I think this – I think him or Dayball was the guy to hire in Miami after the mm-hmm. uh, surprising fire of Ryan Flores. Um, I think I think this hire makes sense in the fact that – or it makes, shows that Miami wants to keep Tua – uh, I think he's gonna try to develop Tua, and um, I honestly, he might have been this. He might be better than a Dayball hire to develop Tua because the the Dolphins need help on the offensive line and running game, and this is this is his specialty. Um, mm-hmm. So I think this might have been the right hire out of anyone, honestly, over Dayball and all those other guys. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. I know he just hired offense with the offense coordinator from the Chargers, who was the running game coordinator for them and the um, offensive line coach. So we already see the motions of uh, offensive line running game being put into place before off season begins. Really, mm-hmm. um, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does with Tua. And and yeah. he kept, and he kept the Dolphins defensive coordinator from last year, which was, which I think is a huge bonus. I agree. I mean, what we saw really compared to Brian Flores as a personality, even Mike McDaniel is just a total one eighty just turnaround. Like he is so outgoing, he enjoys the media. Or Brian Flores was the total opposite, where he always kept quiet and never really talked to the media. So I think just. As you can tell by the last, by this past Super Bowl on Sunday, who were the coaches? Two young guys. So I think honestly, the game and, is evolving to the and point. And he comes where, from the Sam McVay tree too. I like mm-hmm. to point out. Right, this little guy who really fit. Well, I heard an interview. He does pay attention to the analytics, but also coming from Yale, I mean, it's kind of the game or the head coaching game is shifting, where these guys are trying to maximize the data available to them to try and succeed. And honestly, I love it. I love data. I love all those analytics. And honestly, I think in most things in life, you can succeed if you play the analytics correctly. And honestly, for football, the analytics have meant going for it on fourth and one, going for it for fourth and two. And it just makes the game so much better. And I think if Mike McDaniel can turn Tua into a guy where he's like, yeah, I'm comfortable with him going fourth and one, fourth and two, and figuring out a good run game or even just a capable run game, I think the Dolphins will be set up. It's not like they have a lack of talent. Like you said, the defensive coordinator uh, they retained. So I yeah, think no, this overall I, is a good hire. I think it's a I think it's a good hire too, and we'll set up I mean, to a strength really from the past I mean, I, we haven't really seen it, but I I feel his strength is coming out of college was throwing the ball deep and with the play action pass, hopefully coming from this type of offense that we're going to see, he'll be able to get some time and throw accurate balls, which he's known for. So it's, I think it's going to be a good hire. Um, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I'm not certain we'll get to 10 wins this mm-hmm. year as Dolphins because we are in the AFC and we do have a tough schedule next year. But I think, I think it is definitely a, a win of a hire if we get to 10 wins next year. Yeah. I mean, there was one take that I uh, was interested to hear since obviously Mike McDaniel coached Debo Samuel last year. 
and everything. And he was on the Dan Levitard uh, podcast a few days ago. And uh, they asked him, what is one guy that you should tell the fans to watch out for? And his answer, Jalen Waddle. I would want to have him on my fantasy team. So it just kind of is interesting how different this guy is from Brian Flores. And honestly, I think it'll work out. And I'm starting to like him more and more, more. the more I get to know him, just being open about everything. And yeah, I enjoy that. I enjoy transparency. And that's kind and of what I, I think, get the vibe from I think, I think the next big step for him in his coaching career at Miami is, is his free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the draft too, but I think I think um, as Dolphins fans, we've seen too many drafts where we pick O-linemen and they don't work out. And I know the Dolphins have the biggest cap space in the NFL this year. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what he does in free agency. I know we have to re-sign some guys on the defensive end of the ball, um, but I, I, I want to see some offensive line, veteran offensive linemen come into Miami. For sure. I agree. And, and, and some running back presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we we already have three guys with uh, Ahmed, um, Duke Johnson, and Miles Gaskin, um, but and Philip Lindsay. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with this run game, and I, I'm I'm ready for a shift in the offensive side of the ball in Miami. Yeah, I mean I think what was really interesting is that this is the guy that played a vital part in making Elijah Mitchell a. Uh, 850 yard running back or 950 something like that a six rounder so honestly if he has the right pieces I think it really is a system fit and if he gets his system through I have no doubt that the Dolphins since Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams can maybe have a good run game so that's what I'm most excited about with him I'm excited to see what he does with two I think the most Um, I think that starts with the run game obviously because two has had no help there Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with the offensive line because two has also had no help there. But if he can get Jimmy G to a conference or a division title, um, yeah, I'm excited for the possibilities that he has in Miami. Uh, I, I will say, though, the AFC, the AFC is a lot tougher, in my opinion, than the NFC is going to be next year. So it's going to be interesting to see how he mm-hmm. starts off. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm as well, AJ. But um, I think with that – uh we will conclude the pod um yeah so what's up with you anything else going on today um i gotta make organic chemistry test Uh, that's gonna be fun um pop culture wise anything pop um i did think the super bowl halftime was one of the best halftimes and i love the the dancers around kendrick when they switched him and that halftime show mm-hmm. um i thought that was perfect um the choreography and everything around kendrick how it zoomed in zoomed out um i, I was a big fan of that so other than that um uh, i'm i'm sad football season's over we're kind of going into a dry spell february this is this is the time after football before march madness you're kind of like uh school starting to pick up so, yeah, it, it is kind of sad today, but <laughs> other than that, all's well. Yeah, I mean, now it's the time where we start focusing on basketball, right? I mean, this is kind of where the tide starts to turn. And then once free agency from football starts to come. But, yeah, like you said, it's a 
And we do dress, have Champions but... League back today, so that's that is a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, anything up with you? Um, well, I did put a bet on today. Got a few bets going. Nothing like some legal sports betting. But uh, gonna be very intrigued on watching the Sixers and Celtics game tonight. So yeah, I'll give, definitely... give us your picks. Give the audience your picks. Oh, all right. We might we might introduce this as a segment actually to our show. Oh, this would be lovely because we we're we're starting to get very invested into the sports betting world. Right. So I'll just do a, a few rapid fire picks here, I guess. Joel Embiid over four and a half assists. Then I would take. Um, I would take Joel Embiid over 31 and a half points today. I would take Tyrese Maxey under 16 and a half points today. Um, and then there's a few more on the rebound side. I would take Robert Williams on the over. And I would take Joel Embiid on the under for the rebounds. So, yeah, just a lot of JoJo kind of. Yeah. But. Yeah, and I got a few Jason Tatum takes as well. Jason Tatum over on his points today. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. So that's just me personally. All righty. Um, I might I might steal some of your picks for tonight. So. Yeah, sounds good. I'll send them over to you. All right, sounds good. This has been the Lads Podcast. AJ, till the next. Till the next. Peace.